I saw how much cigarettes actually hurting people, how big problem it is in the world. And then I saw that Sweden have been very successful with getting down with smokers. So I thought that the rest of the Europe could learn from Sweden. And that's why I've been very promoting for harm reduction, because if we would have done more harm reduction earlier, I think Europe would by now be smoke free. Hello, world. Welcome to the Vaping Unplugged podcast. Everything you need to know about vaping and tobacco harm reduction. Um, well, hello, world, and welcome to the Vaping Unplugged podcast, your one and only source of information about tobacco harm reduction and uh, vaping. Today, we have a great guest with us uh, on our podcast. It's uh, MEP Johan Nissinen from the European Conservatives and Reformist Party uh, from the European Parliament. Um, MEP Nissinen is himself from Sweden and a great uh, advocate for harm reduction and uh, news uh, for Sweden and on the EU level as well. So we're excited to talk to MP Nissenen today about all things related to uh, EU-wide regulation, member state regulation, and for uh, what we can expect uh, in the future. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and I will start with a more brief uh, general question. What uh, led you to become, uh, if I can, if I may say, tobacco harm reduction advocate um, in the parliament for, uh, uh, from Sweden for the Swedish success, uh, but also uh, on other products that are uh, not used as well? Could you tell us more about that? Yeah, because I saw how much cigarettes actually hurting people, how big problem it is in the world. And then I saw that Sweden have been very successful with getting down with smokers. So I thought that the rest of the Europe could learn from Sweden. And that's why I've been very promoting for harm reduction, because if we would have done more harm reduction earlier, I think Europe would by now be smoke free. That's um, such a great statement. And uh, this year, we've done uh, with the uh, World Vapors Alliance, we've done a lot of activities to celebrate Swedish success as it's uh, on the path to become the uh, first smoke free country in the world. Um, it is uh, 17 years ahead of the EU target. Um, so, indeed, uh, we wish there would be Sweden would not be the only country right now uh, who was becoming smoke free. Uh, so could you uh, tell us a little bit more about the Swedish success and uh, how exactly Sweden arrived uh, to this point? Uh, I think it's uh, several reasons. One is cultural, because we have this uh, so-called snooze. That is tobacco you put under your lip. Uh, so that made a lot of people not smoke from the beginning. And then they cultivated very much by having these small pouches that we have the snoozing, and then the nicotine pouches came that revolutioned even more. So uh, a cultural thing and also this invention, plus that Sweden have been very uh, good at uh, say how much dangerous cigarettes are, uh, putting out a lot of label, labels and everything like that. So a big combination with that and also that cigarettes somehow became very socially unacceptable in Sweden. So all these factors together have made Sweden 
go down a lot with smoking. And I think the same concept could work in other countries as well. Yes, I think it's also really remarkable that um, snooze is such a cultural thing first, but then that it is not popular to be smoking and probably it's frowned upon among peers if you're having a cigarette. Um, but what is the situation with vaping, for example? Um, is it on the same level with cigarettes or is it more popular? Uh, vaping is more accept acceptable than cigarettes are and is more and vaping is also going up. Uh, I cannot say a scientific percentage, but it's uh, also more uh, popular. And also, one study that Sweden have had is like the taxes are different between the, the products. So, cigarettes is having the highest taxes. Then you have the vapes. Then you have the the snooze, and then the nicotine pouches. Now, let's see if I have the numbers because it's really different uh, now i don't have the the numbers you know but it's like a very big difference when it comes to the taxes on on uh, how dangerous they are so more dangerous higher taxes so that's really promoting the harm reduction it is such a great concept we actually also learned um I think last week in Spain, um, an expert called for risk-based regulation for uh, nicotine-containing products to, to be implemented in Spain as well. So it's great that there is more uh, advocacy for, uh, for exactly risk-based um, taxation and regulation as um, yeah, all of these products, they, they have different level of influence on, on your well-being. Um, but also talking about other member states, uh, it seems that not all of them, obviously, right now have the regulation. For example, we also learned that uh, Finland has um, illegal uh, import of, uh, of snooze. Uh, while it's been importing a lot of uh, product from Sweden, it, is, it remains um, illegal. Can you tell us more why snooze should be included in the harm reduction tools, um, as it seems that across Europe, um, it's not a part of any regulation. Uh, because I think that the snooze will be an easy way to stop uh, using cigarettes. But all it is a good step to go down from the cigarettes because you will still have the tobacco, you will still have the nicotine, so it's easy to switch over. And then, if you don't want to continue with snooze in the long run, you can go to nicotine pouches, for example. So you have a step down, and it has been proven that people who do step down actually can quit smoking. It has been very successful for women with the nicotine pouches, for example, to stop. They use the nicotine pouches for a few years and then they stop. So mm -hmm. it's a way to stop. Exactly. But unfortunately, uh, some countries have banned also nicotine pouches, um, some countries have banned flavors, or some countries are in the process of uh, banning flavors. Mm. Do you think the flavors are also important for uh, for the harm reduction process? Yeah, because if you're gonna use a product that doesn't taste anything or taste very bad, then no one will use it because yes, normal snooze. If you don't have flavors, it's horrible. Really? Yeah, yeah, and also the nicotine pouches. You need some flavor to use them as well. And I don't know how it would be using uh, vapes and not have a flavor. So 
you need to find some balance that it doesn't attract people to start if they don't use nicotine, but you also have to have a chance for the people to go over because just quit smoking from one day to another, that's not so easy because people say, oh yeah, let's stop smoking. They don't understand the situation for the smokers and you have to understand the situation for the smokers. And of course, it's not good if kids start to use this product just because it's fun and it tastes good, but we still have to focus on make people stop smoking so we can beat cancer. That's the most important thing in the end. Exactly, that's, uh, that's totally right. And uh, we tend to say that yes, those who claim that you can uh, stop smoking from one day to another, they have never tried to stop smoking probably. Um, for me personally, I used, to be, uh, I used to be a smoker and then to stop smoking, I actually used uh, tobacco flavor because it was a more smooth transition. But after a few months, uh, I actually didn't enjoy it anymore. Um, so I could still occasionally probably take a cigarette. And then I realized that uh, when I would be using more flavored uh, vapes, uh, the cigarettes taste, even even if you uh, walk by somebody in the street, it's, uh, it's just terrible, unfortunately. Or, like, unfortunately for us, that there are still people who are um, who find it more difficult to quit smoking, and that's why it's uh, it's crucial to have uh, the products available on the market. Um, yeah. So it's important that we have like different choices for different people because we're all different. So we need different things to change our behaviors. So we cannot lock it in; it has to be like this. And that's why I also very supportive it's for every country to decide what model is best for them. For an example, uh, maybe I've seen the UK, they're promoting really the vapes for, because they think that's the best model for them. And for Sweden, it's the snooze and nicotine pouches. So every country should choose what's best for them. Yeah. Exactly. And so speaking for um, every country, we're still uh, in a way bound by the uh, EU-wide uh, regulation and so it's it's already been a while for uh, the new version of the tobacco products directive um, to be adopted so it seems that it will be moving on to the next parliament's mandate after the elections in the 2024 but then in your opinion what would be the best outcome for the tobacco products directive once it's uh, discussed yeah, that's a very difficult question. Uh, the thing is that it depends. I wanted to not. Yeah, the best outcome would be if EU actually started to have a harm reduction view. So the tobacco directive will focus on harm reduction and not just like it looks like now, higher all the taxes on everything, make it harder take away flavors, like that would be bad. So they should just focus on the harm reduction. And in that way, maybe the cigarettes gonna start to be phased out slowly. Uh, do you think it's feasible? The thing is like, it's so many people in the parliament that's so against the harm reduction. So it totally will depend on the majority after the election. Mm -hmm. So a more uh, right majority would be more open for a harm reduction, a more left would be opposing it. So 
yeah, it depends uh, how the, um, the majority gonna look like because sometimes people here that they have been so empty that they have like they have no rational uh, ideas or no rational thing about it. It's just totally feelings like we should not have this. So it needs to be based on actually science, reality, because we cannot sit here and just take decisions off the feelings. It also has to have a real impact on, on the society. Indeed. And it, while also we at World Wafers Alliance, we were uh, obviously we, we met uh, with you before, uh, but also across uh, members of the parliament from, from different parties, we see um, that there is uh, some level of information and understanding, but at the same time, there is also uh, still a lot of misconceptions in the air, and it's not only in the parliament or in Europe, but around the world, uh, among uh, the general public, there is still a lot of misconceptions uh, about vaping, about harm reduction, um, and sadly they start prevailing in the media, now uh, also with uh, kind of the popularity of TikTok or other social media, uh, there is just some sometimes ridiculous claims being out there. Um, and do you see sort of a way to, to combat it? Yeah, we somehow to get out the real facts so people understand in all channels because it was actually now, yes, this week, uh, there were some doctors attacking me and uh, uh, met from um, the EPP because we have been talking about snooze, about vaping, met, meeting lobbyists, they attacked us, we was bored, we was trying to influence the young, we wanted young people to get addicted. So it's like, it's insane. You have to be able to have several thoughts in your head that you can actually um, working for harm reduction without actually wanting people to be hooked up by nicotine like in general because they were like oh this is just leading to all the youth, youth people get young people getting addicted but that's not the oh, yeah. that's why what happened oh it was just my screen that disappeared <laughs> um, yeah so that's a problem because if you even have doctors going out attacking politicians to try to make change, then it's a problem. So we really need to reach out in all level how it is and that and a politician just because we working for harm reduction doesn't mean that we are bought by the lobbyists. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean and unfortunately some of uh, what I'm seeing is uh, that many people they're using the most uh, emotional narrative about uh, young people, about, um, let's say, uh, kids or teenagers, about them vaping, but it's never a goal to uh, communicate to, to them, for example, there should be um, enforcement of the regulation, uh, not selling products to uh, minors, and that should be the end of the discussion. The, real goal is to, as you mentioned, combat cancer and help people uh, don't start smoking, or if they have started, then uh, quit, uh, quit effectively. And uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the most emotional narratives, they penetrate to uh, the biggest, uh, the widest population. Um, 
And just to circle back to the EU, uh, the EU regulation, there is also another uh, directive on the agenda. There was a proposal for the tobacco excise directive, which uh, would be uh, would be discussed in the future as well. And uh, what do you think would be an effective way to um, encourage smokers to quit without actually raising uh, the tax? Uh, I think you should have, like, like Sweden have, that a differentiation in taxes, that uh, cigarettes have the highest tax and then the tax goes down of the scientific data, what's the, the better alternative, and also giving the countries the chance to promote better alternatives, like Sweden can promote news, Maybe France will propose nicotine pouches, UK are proposing vaping. So everyone can working for to change the behavior, but then it has to be on EU level that allow the countries to do that. Because now you're not really allowed to do that and and the taxes need to go down on the less harmful products because it also has to be beneficial to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people just continue because people who have never used a nicotine pouch or or a, a vape, they don't always want to do it, and it's so much information out there that it says it's so dangerous. Even people say that uh, vaping is more dangerous than cigarettes, and then yeah, but that's not correct. Yeah, but do you think there is a room for this uh, to actually happen um, with the? Uh, that directive? I think, it, I think it starts to be an opening because more people understand the harm reduction, but we need to change the majority in the parliament before it starts to be opening more. Because as long as the parliament understands it and agree, then the information will come out more to the people and more people will accept it. Yeah. Because what we say here do affect people a lot outside through media and everything. So. Indeed. We actually, um, last year, WBA uh, held a survey among its members, and uh, one of the questions of the survey was actually a question if uh, vaping products will be taxed higher, what would be your course of action? Would you go to the black market? Would you go uh, back to smoking? Would you continue buying uh, vaping products? And then um, we saw that. Uh, Pretty much the answers were uh, equal, so around 30% people would go to the black market, well, 30% people would go to, uh, back to smoking, and only probably uh, 20 or 30% would uh, continue purchasing vaping products. And it is, uh, in a way, a threat to the harm reduction strategy, as also the black market products, you cannot verify the quality, right? You cannot be sure, uh, or if you mix your own uh, products, for example, should you have a flavor ban? Again, you don't have that uh, quality assurance, and, and then obviously there will be more attacks than, oh, the, the product is bad, so we have to completely ban it. No, it's not the product that is bad, it is the, uh, the consequence that, that happened. Um, 
but um, I think uh, we still have to be hopeful and uh, and keep working and advocating to to help uh, combat the misinformation that we are seeing among the decision makers and, and help them also better understand um, that a lot of people don't want to um, damage their own health, right? They want to they want to live better, um, more. Uh, prosperous lives and, and the harm reduction be in, in every country's news or uh, pouches or vaping, um, they're, they're only the tools to, to achieve that. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Nisinen, for, for joining us today. Do you have some uh, final um, wishes to our community? Um, just keep fighting for this now like uh, don't accept politicians to tell you that you should not be able to use other products and cigarettes we need to keep fighting and because this is the way forward and the politicians need to understand that this this is the way forward so we just need to keep fighting for what we believe is the right things well, thank you so much once again for uh, for joining us and participating Thank you.